Hello, my lovelies. This is May K. Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. Hello, my wonderful Quiet Rebels. I'm really thrilled to have this conversation today with our special guest because she's going to be walking us through how to rest without feeling guilty about it. Yes. Rest and ease doesn't just have to be reserved for special spa days, which we're all due for, let's be honest. In fact, my sister, she literally asked me, oh, you know, well, she didn't ask me, I offered, but she asked like, oh my God, like, I feel like I really need a day just to go to the spa, get a massage because she has a newborn. And then I thought to myself, I really want one too. <laughs> so it's the thing, like rest and ease can be in so many different ways that you can choose but as an entrepreneur oftentimes we feel the need to constantly be on in order to ensure that we're accomplishing things and sometimes that can be really counterproductive and so that's why I'm really fortunate to bring on board Nicole Bennett who is the creator of the Create Your Day Planner. She's a certified yin yoga instructor And she also is an advisor to social change organizations for socially conscious, dedicated and generous women, teaching them both the tools to get out of survival mode and to help them identify and fulfill the goals that are meaningful for them. So, Nicole, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Can't wait to talk about all this good stuff today. (laughs) All the things, all the nuggets. (laughs) So I'd love to know, Nicole, I mean, before we get into, you know, your strategies and just like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of permission giving today. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do get into it, I'd love to know what inspired you to do this work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, when I think back to over the course of, of my career, I'm also an entrepreneur. Didn't start off that way, but um, <laughs> I always, was always inspired to to help others and began working in the nonprofit space because of that. And um, traditionally, I would say that I would categorize, I would have categorized, my, categorized myself as an overgiver, as so many of us are, mm. um, and, and really found that as I was looking to serve others to the best of my ability and really having a heart to do that, that I was leaving myself behind. Mm. Um, and this is something that happens so often certainly for women, but not just for women, of course. And especially, as you said, um, if once we take an entrepreneurial path, that can become even more exacerbated. Um, Mm -hmm. And in the time and the space that we're currently in with everything that's happening in the world, it's um, even become even more uh, present and prescient for me to really focus in on this work and talk about the importance of rest. Um, and it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's intuitive to us. We know logically that this is important, right? This mm-hmm. is, that's not rocket science, but it's more a matter of, you know, the, the things that often come up when we think about rest, like I don't have the time or I don't know how to properly rest. And now more than ever, it's become important to really evaluate for ourselves what that can look like and, and to really be able to prioritize it. So that's what has really brought me to this work. It's really my own journey of finding ways to focus in on rest for myself first and just wanting to share that with others. Yeah, really, really appreciate the work that you do because I know that as we work together in our VIP day, you also shared kind of like 
the consequence of what happened to you when you didn't prioritize rest. And I think I never wish this upon anybody to experience this in order for them to realize how important it is. But I think it would be really valuable for our quiet rebels today to know what you did go through in order for you to know to prioritize it. Absolutely. And so um, there came a time when I was, um, and I'm still a consultant for uh, for nonprofit organizations primarily, um, but at, at doing um, technical consulting work. And I just happened to be in a job that was quite stressful. And being someone who really throws herself into her work, it kind of was becoming my my everyday, everything that I was, you know, living and breathing, you know, was was this work. And I got to a point where I began to have panic attacks. And they were kind of um, sudden onset. I, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I didn't expect that they were coming on. And I immediately kind of went into self-punishment over having them because it kind of felt mm. like you're having a panic attack over your job. So like, that's not important enough to have a panic and, you know, have a panic attack over and realizing that, that it was just, you know, anxiety is anxiety, no matter what causes it. And we can, there's certainly any number of, of things that can really trigger a person, but just really um, realizing in that in those moments uh, shortly after that, that something, something needed to change for me and that I needed to get back in tune with myself and to what was important to me and not just constantly in a mode of kind of reacting to and giving to others 24 seven. Um, mm. And that's, you know, realizing that that had led me to that point. So that was really kind of a breaking point for me when that started, um, when that, when that happened the first time and it did happen more than once, but it, it, that really was, was the big trigger point prior to that. I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. I was having a lot of digestive issues, a lot of things that can be common for people. Um, but yeah, really, really having that anxiety kick in, in a major way in my body like that really was a, um, a turning point for me, I will say, mm. and introduce me, reintroduce me and, you know, to the notion of kind of getting back into touch with my body and that that was yeah. kind of the path to, um, you know, to tuning into myself in general and to what was important to me and not saying that, that suddenly I needed to change every, you know, all, everything that I was doing for work and stop helping other people. It's not about that, right? We're able to actually serve others more when we're paying closer attention to ourselves and into what we need as well mm. yeah well thank you first of all for sharing that with us and I think that's such an important message to realize all of the signals that we're getting from our bodies mm. whether they are panic attacks or in my case um, I normally manage to keep this at bay um, throughout the year but sometimes when I'm overly stressed my eczema flares up and mm. right right it nearly covered like the whole of my right arm mm. but um, when I started noticing that it was flaring up I, I always know that it's due to stress because it gets like, really hot and heated and uh, hashtag TMI <laughs> but that also was like just a reminder my body is literally reminding me like cool down you know make sure to take easy and is also uh, my face um so I broke out in some really um unsightly spots <laughs> in like at the time of this recording like during this last week and it was during a really really difficult week and so to me it was just like okay my body is clearly telling me that I need to give myself some grace right now and just yes. to really take a step back business isn't going to burn down overnight it will be okay. And I think that's a fear that I'd love for us to talk about, Nicole. Yeah. Why do you think, like, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves and so much judgment on ourselves mm. when we don't do all the things? Mm -hmm. Well, part of it is, is there's kind of an expectation in society that, you know, productivity equals getting you know, it's, 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 it's almost become quantity over quality in some ways. And so we're, especially as entrepreneurs, when we are kind of creating our own way versus someone else kind of letting us know this is what needs to be done. We feel like we're almost playing catch up, um, double or triple time in, in some, in some ways. And, and that being productive means I, um, you know, I sacrifice my sleep and, mm -hmm. you know, 
I have a hundred items on my to-do list and I better get those done. Now that's not to say that getting things done doesn't feel good, you know, but um, it's really important. And I think this relates to what you were just saying about your body as well. If I could circle back to that, because um, our bodies always tell us the truth always. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about when you're stressed, everyone, it, 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 you know, it manifests itself in so many different ways. Um, for me, it's often when I, when I'm feeling nervous, I'll get a, you know, it'll, I'll get the butterflies in my stomach or I'll get, you know, like a stomach ache, things like that, but really learning to listen to ourselves and to our bodies. That's really kind of the first key to this. Cause there are two kind of main, um, things that I wanted to make sure we talked about today when, in terms of resting without feeling guilty, they're, they're, you know, like, I, like I was saying earlier, there are two things that tend to come up, like feeling like we don't have time and feeling like we don't know how, or that that's not something that I do. That's it's lazy, you know? Mm. And so how do we, how do we shift that mindset of kind of punishing ourselves and, you know, that rest equals laziness. It really starts with listening. And I know that sounds kind of maybe kind of cliche, like listen to yourself or listen to your body, right? We all talk about that. But it can really be a powerful, powerful thing to do. Like when you're feeling prompted to rest, when you're like, gosh, if I could just sit down on the couch here for five minutes, but what would people think if I did that? Um, first of all, people don't think of you as as often as you think they are in terms of that. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> We're yes. our own worst critic when it comes yeah. to things, right? <laughs> and we really have our own judgments around that. And, and a lot of that might come from the way we were raised or certain beliefs that are there that maybe we don't even fully understand that, um, that working hard equals this. And if you sit down to rest, then that means you're not a hard worker. You don't have a strong work ethic. And so, um, and not all of these things resonate with everyone, but what, what's a really good exercise is just to really start to listen to yourself when those voices pop up, when you start to, you know, say really negative things to yourself, you're feeling, you know, really bad about wanting to take a break. Um, when you're feeling really tired, just, just take a moment and, and start to evaluate like what's, what's going on with me? You know, why do I feel this way? Kind of ask yourself what's up. And again, I know that can sound weird, but really learning to listen um, is is something that can can help you to then tap into what's needed in that moment. And then when it's time to do, you're going to be that much more productive. So like, look, you know, asking yourself, am I constantly doing stuff that's sapping my energy? Mm. Am I doing anything that boosts my energy? You know, in this time and place that we're in right now. A lot of us are seeking comfort, right? There's a lot of a lot of things happening in the world. And so just taking a moment with yourself when you're finding that you're like, oh, I'm so tired again, or oh, I'm like so over this. I'm so lazy. You know, I always do this. I always do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, what's really what's really happening when when that feeling is coming up? What is, you know, what is there a part there's a part of me that's trying to tell me something, you know? And so that, that idea of learning to listen, and I know that can sound again, like really like, duh, of course, you know, but how does one do that? How does one do that? How does one learn how to be? Because we're doers, we're a doing society, especially entrepreneurs, we're doers, right? And knowing how to be can be, can be a tricky thing. It's like, what does that even mean to be, you know, to not do anything, just to sit for five minutes. And that's where a practice, something like meditation or anything else that can get you into your body can really start to teach you how to listen. So even if you take two minutes when you're kind of getting that negative self-talk and just um, really just breathing deeply and not doing anything else, what you're doing is training your brain and like kind of teaching yourself to start to listen to yourself more deeply. So we, we tend to listen to all other, all, uh, everything around us first. <laughs> And our body will, our body will raise its hand as often as it needs to until we, you know, maybe get ill or God forbid, have a panic attack or something like that. You know, it will keep raising its hand until we pay attention. So Mm. the sooner we can start to listen, the better. I know that was a long answer to your question. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's an important answer because there are so many times I was about to ask you the question, but then you kind of asked yourself the question and answered Uh, (laughs) it. Oh, which I love. So. Yeah, I think um, just every just echo everything that you've just said, and 
I just think um, there was a memory that popped up as you were speaking about caring so much about what others think of us, and they're actually they're not spending as much time as you think that they are, because okay. um, a couple of years ago, a group of friends and I uh, were all like starting out in our businesses at the time. And then we challenged each other to lie down on the streets of London, not in the streets with where all the buses and cars are, like we're not silly, but like <laughs> there was this like very wide open pavement by Tower Bridge in London. And then I think I went first, correct me if I'm wrong, to my friends who were there that day. But um, I just remember like, okay, gonna do it. And I recorded it as well. So it was like, so I'd always remember this memory. And just I remember when I lay down on the floor, I just saw the sky. It was just really beautiful and blue that day. Yeah, I had a couple of glances, but it was amazing the extent of liberation I felt at that very moment. Because I'm like, ah, oh, people actually don't care. And if they're looking, it's either they are judging or like, oh my God, I can't believe she has the courage to do that. I could never do that because I care so much what people think about me. But then I think to myself, like, oh, wow, this is actually a really beautiful reminder. People really don't care. And even if they do, I think you need to ask yourself, do they care about you? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's mm-hmm. such an important point because it's usually like if they are making a judgment, that's really about them. It's not about you at all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's important yeah. to know. Like, just for always remember the source of like who is criticizing you and are they doing it out of your best interest or theirs? Yeah, absolutely. And that plays into our self-criticism as well. You know, mm-hmm. when you were asking about why is it so hard for us? Why, why are we so hard on ourselves? You know, we're, we tend to be our own worst critics. And um, often our fear of judgment from others is really kind of a deep-seated fear of our own, our own judgment of ourselves, right? And that's where that fear of resting comes in. Like, you can't do that. That means you're lazy. You're, you're not going to get this done if you don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just noticing first, noticing when that's coming up and just like feel, finding a way to feel into your body, whatever, however that can work for you, whether it's meditating or another way, you know, Um, but that's, that can be still key in really kind of taking you down that path of that rest is okay. And that I, I, I can do this and I can do this and be super productive as well. Yeah. You know? yeah yeah I mean like when you when you just like said the phrase um rest without um being judged or, and I literally like I went back to like my I think I was probably like 12 at the time and I remember resting on the sofa and then my mom coming in and she's like ah oh, you're so lazy <laughs> and yeah. actually that's, that's the memory that comes up like, I didn't expect that to happen but um so I think like for me anyway that's a trigger so to rest Mm -hmm. equals laziness right so we all have our own triggers um as to why we feel that way and you know to be conditioned by society but what I loved about like when we worked together Nicole is that you introduced this idea of feminine productivity versus masculine because you know the majority of society runs still from the masculine point of view and it's not about it's not about you know replacing it necessarily with the feminine side but it's like bringing it in so that we can take the combination that best suits us so I'd love for you to know or rather I'd love for you to share the the feminine elements that we're often neglecting and how we can make it work for ourselves absolutely and like you said it's not about replacing one with the other it's about bringing things into balance you know Mm -hmm. And that's true for our bodies and that's true for productivity. It's true for everything, right? And that's the whole idea of being and doing. Like we want to just bring them into balance. And so when it comes to the idea of productivity, I like to talk about purposeful productivity um, because like I kind of like I alluded to earlier, being productive can have a number of definitions, right? If you if you check, do a hundred things on a to-do list, technically that could be considered productive. Right. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not bashing to-do lists either. I know a lot of people <laughs> love to-do lists and that's totally fine. Good for you. That's great. But um, were those hundred things, things that you really wanted to do today, were they um, your top priorities? 
um, you know, taking the time to really evaluate that, assessing how we're spending our time, and then looking at how I want to spend my time. We don't often give ourselves permission to look at our time in that way. Often, and I've, I've given talks um, specifically on time management and productivity, and everyone wants to be a better manager of time. Everyone kind of goes into that thinking like, oh, I totally suck at being you know, a good time manager. Like, I'm not a good manager of my time. Everyone kind of just assumes that about themselves. So they walk into a talk like that kind of already feeling defeated. <laughs> mm. Like, I stink at this, but please just give me some more tactics. <laughs> and I probably am not going to stick to them, but please just tell me how to do this correctly, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so first of all, kind of approaching it in a different way that flipping that script that you don't have to be reactive throughout your day, that you can be a little bit more of a creator when it comes to your time and how you're spending it and how you're choosing to spend it. Um, liberating yourself a little bit. And I know we all have constraints and there are things that come up that we need to do or have to do that we don't necessarily always want to do, right? Of course, that's always a given. But, you know, it's just, it's really thinking about um, how you can be more intentional um, in the ways that you are spending your time over time and how that actually leads to more effective and more, like I said, purposeful productivity. So you're not just necessarily doing things to do them, but at the end of the day, looking back and saying, you know, I really didn't do anything today that I wanted to do, but I'm so exhausted. I did so much stuff, Mm. but there was, you know, there are certain priority things I have that always get shoved to the wayside. Right. And so, you know, like, how do you, how do you get to that point? How do you, how do you do that? It's not something that happens overnight, but but a really valuable exercise and something that I did for myself again is when I realized that I was just really in such an overgiving mode that I was just kind of waking, you know, starting the day, just kind of like, okay. And like, just Mm -hmm. letting, letting out of bed (laughs) yeah, out of bed and checking my email right away and who needs me and how do I need to show up for them Mm. just from, from the get go until the end of the day. And then spending the day super busy. But ending it, not just exhausted and not really even knowing what I did, you know, but just knowing I was super busy all day, right? So not really have, feeling like I had any agency or control over not only how I was spending my time, but how I was feeling throughout the day. We don't often take the time to really ask ourselves these questions. And so it's, um, for me, what, what was really helpful in kind of starting to, to think about um, my time in this way was to first kind of evaluate how I was spending my time. And this is something that people can do even over the course of like a week or um, just without, with no judgment, but just kind of taking each day and just really logging how you're spending your time. What are you doing? How many, you know, how much time you're spending doing this, this, this. And there's really taking the time after, after that to take a look at that. So you really understand how you're spending your time first, because you really can't make any changes around how you how you want to spend your time or being more intentional in that way until you know know how you're spending your time first right and so just mm-hmm. taking that time to look at that and then think about how do i want to spend my time you know are there things that i'm doing that i don't have to be doing that i can delegate the things that i do have to be doing that i don't enjoy you know how can i set an intention around them um you know how can i start each day with a, with some type of a routine where I'm taking a moment for myself first, even if it's five minutes um, before I jump on my phone or I check my email, which are really is really someone else's agenda for you. Mm-hmm. Setting your own agenda first. You know, how do I want to feel today? I know these things may sound silly or woo woo, but just taking a few moments before you enter each situation or each meeting or you know, how do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? It starts to really just train your brain and thinking about, um, you know, being more connected to who you are and to who, into your purpose in the day to day, because that translates into your larger goals. And that's really kind of the feminine, when we talk about the feminine way of viewing time and productivity, that's, that's really what that is. It's just really kind of tapping into what's important and who we are and letting that show up in our day-to-day, not just when we're doing our visioning at the beginning of the year or, Mm. um, you know, things like that. 
Yes. The, I mean, like self-care isn't something that we only do towards a certain time of year. But the reason yeah. why I released this episode, my friends, around this time of year is because I know that you're thinking about it. Yes. So that's why. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I'd love for you to kind of give us an example, Nicole. Um, what is it? What was it like for you to kind of like design your own rest routine I suppose um you know kind of a before and after what it used to be like for you versus now yeah sure um there's a lot of elements that go into that um both kind of both of the elements that I've been talking about the listening and also kind of assessing how I was spending my time there was that was there was really two um two of the those were the two big things that I did for myself (laughs) and so for me it was looking first at, at um what my day was looking like um, listening, like how I was, how I was getting up in the morning, how I was feeling, what I did right away when I woke up. Um, there's a lot of research that shows that, um, you know, looking at your phone right away or even like checking your email, which is so often what we do, like looking at their texts or whatever. It actually, um, your brain is at a very suggestive state when you first wake up. So when you're turning to your phone right away, it's kind of putting you in a reactive mode from the, through throughout the day. Mm. And that was what I was doing. I was literally waking up right away, already stressed, already feeling like I had so much to do and not enough time to do it. Um, you know, trying to cram in, you know, eating a quick breakfast and then just jumping on my email right away and having, you know, 20 of those and not even thinking about, oh, these were some things I wanted to get done today. Just kind of jumping into kind of other people's priorities for me. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of dictated my entire day and not really allowing me to set any type of a schedule for myself, certainly around rest. Um, rest at, at that time really constituted just kind of a collapse at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually it may be a glass of wine to relax and, and go to sleep, right? And not really sleeping well because I wasn't processing anything really throughout the day. So I was processing it when I was going to sleep mm-hmm. or trying to go to sleep rather. Um, and so Starting to, um, when I kind of made that shift, when I was, you know, having panic attacks and stuff like that, I I started working with a personal coach at that time. I also started practicing yoga. And um, for me, that was a wonderful foray into starting to listen to my body. And that's, you know, whatever that could be for, um, for the quiet rebels, it doesn't have to be yoga, but just something where you're able to take a few minutes for yourself and listen to your body. And so even though I was still in that stressful job, I started practicing yoga. Um, just on YouTube videos because it was easy and quick Mm. and I could just do it for my house and I could just take a few minutes here and there when it was good for me. So that was really the first thing was to find something knowing that I needed something because of, of the anxiety I was feeling, but finding something that was easy and um, that I enjoyed that felt good. And that sounds, it might sound logical, but people often have a certain thing in their mind of like rest equals this. I'll rest when I go on vacation in six months and vacation is great, you know, but what can you do today that would feel rejuvenating for you? Maybe it's just like a five minute walk, anything that's just a way to get yourself started. Um, Because me starting that, my anxiety almost immediately reduced. I almost immediately started sleeping better. And that really led me down a path. And now, um, now I'm a certified yin instructor because of the experience that I had with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So really finding something that's easy for you. And then in that same vein, um, just creating a morning routine for myself was super key. Like I said, I was just jumping out of bed, um, r- raring to go with everybody's kind of requests and needs like right away. Right. Mm-hmm. So just taking and I, and I had to experiment with how long I needed in the morning. And I, you know, I work from home. I know all of us basically at this point um, are, are maybe working from home. Um, some people have a more stringent schedule and I spent many years in a, in a more stringent schedule, but regardless of your schedule, carving out time for yourself when you first rise, uh, whether it's five minutes or two hours, whatever time you have um, to, for me, it was to do that movement, to do that yoga. It was to read something inspirational, um, and it was to think about my day and to think about what was important to me that day. And I, knowing that things were going to come my way that I didn't expect, but just knowing, given what was planned for that day, 
what, how could I show up for those things? You know, allowing myself to kind of be intentional in my day. And that allowed me to be less stressed when things did get thrown my way that I didn't expect versus just feeling like I was running around in a circle all day. And then after doing that morning routine, checking my email, checking in with other people. So checking in with myself first and then checking in with others. So it was really, it was really both. It was finding a way to check in with my body and then checking in with myself in the mornings um, and then from there creating more intention around my full day. It allowed me to now, um, I really have like, carved out a space for myself where in the mornings, and again, I have, I have the privilege of kind of creating my own schedule right now. Um, but taking like a couple of hours after I wake, it's, that's really my, my time where I, you know, I meditate, I do yin, um, I read, I might do my cre- like creative work in the morning. And then I uh, reserve my, my meeting times for the afternoon. And that's mm-hmm. something that works well for me. And mm-hmm. I've been able to experiment a little bit with that. But what started me down that path of even realizing that it was possible for me to create what might feel good for me in a day was simply setting up that morning routine, setting intentions around my day every day, and then checking in with my body. That's really what set me down that path. Mm-hmm. I really love how you have made it work completely for you and how like there's no judgment of whether you've given yourself five minutes just to ground yourself or a couple of hours I'm definitely leaning more towards several hours I mean I don't work as soon as I get up I don't I have um, instead of like imagining that you have like just you know how we we use the metaphor like a glass half full glass half empty whatever it's as if you only have the glass but the way that I see it is that you can fill your own glass to the point of overflow and that overflow is what really kind of like nurtures others when you nurture yourself and it's very much the reverse of what many of us are taught when we are growing up um, in order to be selfless not selfish right so it almost feels like focusing on yourself is selfish but if you are focusing on yourself to show up better for others then it is not selfish at all you are just being able to serve you know without depleting yourself in the process and um, something that I did that changed was um, instead of setting my alarm on my phone I actually got a watch and I have one of those sunrise sort of clocks so um, it has like sounds of nature so I choose the chirping birds and um, it, it kind of like brightens the room so it's just like you know it kind of aligns with your circadian rhythms a bit better than a bleeping alarm. <laughs> right. And um, what really helps me to kind of like ease into my day is that I I find myself as quite a crafty person. So um, I've very recently learned to crochet because I... I've set myself a project to crochet a baby blanket for my nephew because yeah. <laughs> his first Christmas this year. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's, it's a very repetitive task um, doing it, but because it's so simple, because I don't have to think about it, it gives my, a part of my mind rest. Yes. You know, I don't have to think about all the solutions for all the things. And something I also really enjoy is jigsaw puddles because there is a definite finish. I know exactly what the goal is. I have all the pieces. Mm-hmm. I only just need to focus on putting it together, but there is an end. And I think with this entrepreneurial journey, sometimes it's difficult to ground ourselves when in a way we're kind of like in a constant unknown yeah. because we never know what happens. So for me, what helps to ground myself really well is doing like crafty things because you can see the progress of what you've made mm-hmm. or in my case, the jigsaw puzzle or Sudoku puzzles. Like I love doing those things. <laughs> it just like, it brings me joy and it helps me to ground myself. So I can show up much better um, when I'm on these interviews, when I'm in, being interviewed on other podcasts and showing up for my community and for my clients. So there's no shame in yes. enjoying things. <laughs> I love that. And I love what you said about um, when you're talking about crocheting, 
what you're, what you're doing there. I mean, you're really, you're truly a form of meditation, Mm. you know, what you're doing because you're allowing your mind to take a break. And I think that's really such a key statement, especially as entrepreneurs, we're constantly, um, and I, I'll say this, certainly me included trying to figure things out and it's not, our minds are beautiful and so powerful, right? But sometimes we, um, we give them more credit, (laughs) 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 but that they're, you know, they're, they're, our minds are just kind of regurgitating what, what our past experiences Mm. are. And so allowing our minds to take a break and, you know, just to turn that off a little bit and just to get out of our own heads. Often when we're, when we're stressed, where me, you know, I I used to do this thing where I kind of called it like I was spinning about something. Like if I could just figure this out, figure this out, I'm going to think, 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 think. And you start to drive yourself crazy. In those moments when you can get into your body somehow, whether it's crocheting, whether it's taking a walk, taking a shower, doing some yoga, that's, that's being. When we were talking earlier about listening to our bodies and learning how to be and not just do, that's when inspiration really comes. That's mm-hmm. why we get ideas when we're in the shower. All the time. I actually legit do. Sometimes I feel like I need a notepad in that shower. <laughs> Use a steam. And that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's why, because you're not sitting there like, I'm trying to have an idea right now. Yeah. You're doing something else. You know, you're giving the mind a break. Mm. And so allowing yourself to, to build that into your day and finding what works for you, I think is also key. like people think like, Oh, I'm supposed to meditate now. Everyone says meditation's the thing or, or whatever, you know, that thing mm-hmm. is meditation is so powerful, but you're saying you love crocheting cause it's fun. And that's also meditating. You're doing that, you know, just like with, for me, the yin yoga has become, um, that's, that's really a form of meditation as well, where you're also stretching the body that's become my, my happy place, you know? Mm. And, and I love, I love laughing. I mean, we all love laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I love, like, especially when, you know, um, we were kind of really in the heart of the pandemic, I was watching so much stuff that just funny stuff like comedians and stuff that just would bring me joy. I was like, mm. I just need to watch a funny video to start my day. I'm going to watch like a silly YouTube video as part of my morning routine. You mm. know? So it doesn't have to always be something so serious as well. Allow yourself to have joy. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so interesting that you say that because um, while I love laughing as well, I, I kind of go the opposite way in a way. Um, I love watching auditions for, I don't know, like America's Got Talent or the voice or or something like that I always love watching auditions where people have created their own songs and I love crying (laughs) it sounds so strange but like I love getting emotional I love feeling so touched I love the shivers that go down my spine when someone holds a no in such a beautiful way and especially when you hear like children singing and just you can just like feel their the purity of their voices and it's just like oh it just kind of gets to me so sometimes I go down the rabbit hole of watching all those <laughs> auditions yeah. and it just gets the feels because I just love feeling and that always helps me because yeah. um, the kind of work I do is all about holding space and mm. giving permission to feel and just like allowing yourself to be vulnerable in a place where you otherwise would feel like you're being judged for it um, so that your real message can come out. So, you know, in a way, Nicole, we have a responsibility to do this for ourselves so that we can show up as better entrepreneurs. That's right. That's right. Because when we're, and we're all called to show up for others in our own particular way as entrepreneurs, but what we really are, that call part of that calling, the most important part of that calling is showing up for ourselves in that exact same way. And that often, you know, that can be so easy to forget, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you know, how do we, how do we know that we're called to show it for others? And then asking ourselves, how am I showing up for myself in that way? You know, mm-hmm. and giving yourself permission to find those little things. And like when I was talking about, you know, kind of evaluating how you're spending your time, let that be part of that. Like what, you know, what kind, what, what brings me joy? Or do I like to have a good cry every day? Or, you know, even if it's just taking five minutes to watch a YouTube video, like giving yourself that permission, that's rest, you Mm -hmm. know, that's rest for you. 
And how are you going to show up again when you come back to work or when you go to this meeting that maybe you're stressed about when you've taken that time, that five or 10 minutes for you, you know, maybe you're deep breathing or whatever it is, you know, you're going to show up differently. Mm, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So now that we've kind of given a little glimpse into each other's um, sort of rest routines, I'd love for you to kind of provide us like a, you know, very quick, like three-step sort of way for the Quiet Rebels to get started with designing their own. So the first step is, you know, the awareness piece that you mentioned about logging your time, how you're actually spending it. You don't know what you can change unless you know what's already been done. So um, I'd love for you to kind of like lead us through like, you know, those three steps on just how to start designing it for yourself without any judgment for what your medicine is. My medicine is crochet, it's watching anime because I learn Japanese at the same time. (laughs) And I love doing that stuff. Sudoku, puzzles, all the things. Yours is yin yoga, going for walks deep breathing what can it be for others yeah yeah so I would say the three steps are really just to get out if you have a journal or a paper or you know many people have planners that they use already whatever that is first to to do that to do that exercise of looking at how you're spending your time Um, I would I would recommend doing it for seven days but even if you just do it for a day just really take that time first to just really understand how you're spending your time and then I just really start to do a brain dump of all of the things that you enjoy even if you think there's no way in my day I could possibly do anything related to that doesn't matter just do a brain dump of all of the things that you love or that bring you joy or that make you laugh because you're going to get inspired into how you can kind of start to insert snippets of those things into your day. So it's kind of first evaluating how you're spending your time and doing a brain dump of all the things you enjoy. And then really being intentional about setting some type of a morning routine for yourself, whatever that could look like, just trying it out. And, and many, many of you may already be doing that. Um, And if you're not doing it, then great. This is an opportunity for you to try it. And even if you are and you feel like it's not working, you know, looking at that, looking at um, what you can do during that time that's just for you and thinking about the day ahead of you. We often think big picture, but not always just about the day. Mm -hmm. So just allowing yourself kind of to, to go through those exercises and take that time to really look at how you're spending your time, because that's going to give you a key, a, a clue into some of the things that you can continue to do moving forward. For me, it was, you know, experimenting. I've always loved to dance. I used to take dance classes all the time, but I, I got, you know, um, I got more creative during the pandemic and, you know, started doing more stuff at home. I started to have dance parties. I know that sounds silly, but <laughs> Love it. dance parties around my apartment. And it's not always that I write it in my planner, have a dance party at 10 a.m., but if you, if you look at how you're spending your time and you're realizing there's nothing on this calendar that, that lights me up at all, then that's, mm. just, it's not a, that's not an excuse for you to be mad at yourself. But it's just a really good indicator of, okay, where can I insert five minutes of rest? You know, where can I, you know, and just, and just start to play around with it and use the list of that brain dump of all the things that I enjoy and I love you'll start to fall into a routine that, that works for you. And you'll start to default to when you, do, when you do feel like you need to rest, you'll start to listen more readily to yourself mm. when you do it more often. And that's what I found. It was really hard for me at first because I wasn't used to it. I wasn't used to resting. So mm. when I became more intentional about it, the more I did it, the more now when I'm like, gosh, I, I just really feel like I'm going to watch an episode of the Great British Baking Show because that show brings <gasps> Oh, the Great British Bake Off, right? Oh, yes. I love that. I love the old so version happy. with Mary Berry. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will sit and watch an episode of that and then I will go about my day and I'll get a ton of stuff done, you know, but, but I've listened to what I needed. You know, I, I, my, I, I needed a break, you know. And so um, it will become easier to do that the more that you do it. It's like you're, you're retraining your brain that it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. And you're bringing yourself back into balance. And the only way to do that is, is, is to do it because your brain will do what you tell it to do. <laughs> it's not the other way around. Mm. So if you give yourself permission to do it, it will become more and more natural to do it. <clears throat> mm. oh, I love this conversation because yeah. so many more of us need to rest and not just for productivity sake, but just for the sake of resting Yeah, because we when we are human beings by the you know at the end of the day even though we do so much we need to be a lot more so i really appreciate you nicole for coming to the table with this much needed and much needed to bear repeating (laughs) conversation so thank you so much first and foremost and i know that for those who may not know where to start they could use some help from you. And I know you've got an incredible resource for us um, just to kind of experiment of what could feel right for us. So could you let us know more about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if you all uh, want to visit my website, which is www.nicolesbennett.com, I'll spell that out for you. Basically, I, um, I recently did five days of um, like a body mind reset. So it's five one hour classes. We did one class each day and we were live together. Um, And what I'm doing is giving those recordings away for free. And so basically it's a way to introduce yourself. I've been talking a little bit about the yin yoga practice. It's a way to introduce yourself to that practice to see if it's something that you like or something that works for you. Something that's really accessible to people, no matter your fitness level or body type, it's really meant to help you to tune into yourself in a more meditative way. And so, um, yeah, so it's a, it's five hour long classes for free that you can get access to on my website. And I'm also, um, giving you all a a digital page of my planner, um, which has like a little bit of an outline. It's (laughs) all like the, all these things I keep talking about, about evaluating your time and stuff like that and setting intentions. There's a page from it that kind of gives prompts for it. So, um, so you'll have access to that too, if you like. Yeah. I'll pop those links, um, in the show notes. So you guys know, so don't worry, you don't need to spell the name because I know that you've got like a double L, double N, double T. So it's like a lot of doubles everywhere. So to present any typos in that, I'll be sure to pop your link in the show notes. So we can get those trainings as well as that, that one page sheet from your planner as well. So thank you so much. And where else can we connect with you outside of your website? Where do you, which, which social media platform are you the most findable? <laughs> yeah, uh, right now it's Facebook. Okay. So you can go to you know, Facebook and slash NSB create. And that's my Facebook page. And I do free videos there and post resources there as well. So that's where I'm most active right now. And my Instagram is coming soon. So, but, uh, but Facebook for now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank yeah. you. And again, I'll pop that link in the show notes. And so Nicole, before I let you go, I'll have two final questions for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So number one, I love asking this question, and that is, what makes you a quiet rebel? Hmm. I love the term quiet rebel. And I feel like what makes me a quiet rebel is that I consider myself an introverted person, but I celebrate that about myself um, because I feel like I have had the courage to show up for myself in a big way and to. to have a bigger voice and to be more visible in the world um, while also being me and, and being, and being myself. And so um, it just, just being, just being all of it and accepting all the parts of ourselves and allowing ourselves to just be who we are and show up in the world in that way. And that, in that way we can really serve others even more powerfully, I think. I would like to live by that definition as well. And I'm sure the rest of our quiet rebels also <laughs> believe so. Oh, you're so one of us, Nicole. Thank you so much for sharing your definition um, of what quiet rebel is and why you are one. And finally, okay, so for the listeners who are, you know, this is not your first rodeo, you know what's about to happen next. But just in case this is your first episode that you're tuning into, and if this is the case, then you picked an amazing one. What happens is when you hear the sound, It means it's time for a fact of the day about our amazing guest. So, Nicole, I'm turning the mic over to you. What is one weird fact or a fun story that no one else can find online? <laughs> mm, okay. 
I've got a lot of those, but the one that came to mind, it was funny earlier when you were talking about um, laying down in this and looking up the sky, laying down in the, in the street. Um, when I was much younger than I am now, I <laughs> traveled with some girlfriends and went on a backpacking trip through Europe. I was very privileged to get to do that. And it was such a huge adventure. It was like really my first big adventure. And um, one of those days, we actually got, um, and I, I don't know if I would recommend this for, for safety reasons, but it just happened. We actually got um, the, the train station closed and we weren't able to catch our train. And so we actually spent the night outdoors. Um, we were all, we were safe and it was completely fine, but we were, we loved it. We were all for it. We were like, this is so great. We're under the Eiffel tower and we're looking up at the sky. And what? Yeah. <laughs> so I spent the night on the street in Paris when I was, um, in my late teens, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but, but it was, it was a, it was a wonderful experience though. That, that whole trip just taught me that I am capable of more than I could imagine, even if. Uh, curveballs get thrown my way. So mm. that was the, one of my many adventure stories from that trip. But yeah, that's that actually came to mind when you were talking about what you what you said earlier about the laying in the street. Yeah. Well, that's like the next level times yeah. 10. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't necessarily by choice, but we embraced it anyway. Yeah, I was was by choice, but um, yeah. I, I love that. I love the lesson that you took away from it that yeah you are capable of so much more than you think and we don't all have to lay down somewhere (laughs) in public in order to learn that it's something that we can absolutely take away with us right now but feel free to do that laying down (laughs) please be safe though don't do it in the middle of a do not not in the middle (laughs) of the road where cars and things are like (laughs) you know no, 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 no. Just like right. in a safe place that people can still judge from afar or up close if they want to. But the fact right. that you just don't care. That's right. Oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Nicole, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. I so, so appreciate you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. And so, my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet ripples find us. Oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back, same place, same time next week for another episode of the Choir Rebels podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.